Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how a runner can tell tenosynovitis from neuritis in the top of the foot. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to let you know I created something for you that I think you're going to find really useful. It's a presentation sharing the three main secrets I've discovered that are used by injured runners so they can maintain their running fitness and still recover from any overtraining injury. And I mean anything. Even if it's a stress fracture, a plantar plate tear, a partial rupture of the plantar fascia, or Achilles tendonitis, this will help you get up and get moving. So if you've been told you have to sit on the couch and wait for an x-ray or for something to change, you need to check this out. Now I'll explain more at the end of the episode, but let's cue up the theme song and we'll get started with today's show. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. All right, now if you're running and you start getting pain on the top of the foot, it could be lots of different things. And it kind of depends on what happened, what you did, and what it feels like, and then what you do to actually pin down the diagnosis. Now there are a couple of really common things that I see over and over, and we're just gonna talk about those two right now. So this assumes you don't have a stress fracture and that you're convinced you don't have a stress fracture, either because you saw a doctor and they said it's not a stress fracture, or you did some self-diagnosis stuff and you're pretty sure that it's either the tendons or a nerve on the top of your foot. Well, here's the thing. You've got to think about how did it start. Now, the most common way you can get tenosynovitis or neuritis on the top of the foot that seems like tenosynovitis is that you're running and you've over-tightened the laces on the top of your shoes. I did that myself one time. I was doing the Salt Lake City Marathon. I was training heavily. I wanted to PR and I was real nervous. So at the start of the race, you know, I was tightening my shoelaces and then I was standing around, it felt a little loose, so I, I basically tightened them again and then I felt like they were too tight, so I loosened them and I did this three or four times and I was literally still fiddling with my laces when the gun went off and so I just cranked them down and took off. And about eight miles in, I realized that my left foot, every time it hit the ground, it I started to feel it and I knew that it hurt, but I was on pace, so I was not gonna stop then. And I went all the way until about mile 23 or so before I actually had to walk for a little bit because it hurt so bad. Now, unfortunately, that of course is still three miles from the finish. It was where it was flat and it was completely demoralizing because I should have been able to just cruise all the way into town to the finish line and get my PR. And instead, I completely destroyed it and uh, blew it entirely by having to walk quite a bit because my foot hurt so much. Now that was tenosynovitis and that was just inflammation of the sheath around the tendons on the top of my foot. Now the thing is, if you get that as your problem because you over tighten the laces, if you ice it, it'll feel a lot better pretty quickly. If you do something like the contrast bath routine where you really flush out that inflammation and stop that inflammatory response, it'll feel a whole lot better. If you're moving your toes a lot and it hurts, that also suggests it's tenosynovitis. But neuritis is a little bit different. So with neuritis, it might feel better while you're icing it, but the nerves really don't calm down that quickly just from doing something like the contrast bath routine or from icing. So if you've applied ice and it feels better while you're doing it, but it really doesn't make much change, it might be neuritis. Also, the way it feels tells you a whole lot about which of those two things it might be. So if it's a muscular 
skeletal thing like a tendon sheath or a tendon injury that's really inflamed, well, in that case, you know, those musculoskeletal things respond well to treating the inflammatory process, getting rid of the inflammation, and they start to improve pretty quickly. Nerve things tend to linger. The nerves kind of get aggravated and they very slowly improve. So if you have slow improvement, more likely to be a nerve as long as you're actually treating the inflammation part. Also, if it's tingling, burning, radiating, if it really sort of like sort of kind of shoots up your foot toward your ankle or out toward your toes, way more likely to be a nerve issue. The musculoskeletal things usually hurt in one spot and when you push in it in that spot, it just hurts right where you're pushing. So that's the first thing. Now, all these things really point to one or the other, whether it's a nerve injury or uh, tenosynovitis, but the tendons on the top of the foot have a nerve really close to them in the, the tight laces, over tightening your cycling shoes, uh, particularly those uh, really the ones you crank down with a wire, they can really apply a lot of tension on the top of the foot that compresses the nerve and causes neuritis. They can also compress the tendons and cause tenosynovitis. So either of those can easily happen. Now, if you tried a bunch of stuff kind of poking around yourself and thinking about what it really feels like, thinking about how it started, you've altered the lacing pattern to take pressure off that area, and you're still thinking, well, maybe it's a nerve thing because it just doesn't seem to be getting better very quickly, one thing you can do is you can take lidocaine patches that you can get over the counter and you basically cut it into some small squares. You look at your foot, you know where the nerve goes. It's very easy to find actually and usually it's around that same spot but on the top of the foot it's this one nerve called the intermediate dorsal cutaneous nerve that kind of causes pain on the top outside of your foot or the deep perineal nerve that happens to cause pain on the inside of your foot. And so you look at those spots and figure out where the pain is, and then you put one of those patches over there and leave it on for 12 hours during the day, take it off at night, and then see how quickly it responds. Because one of the treatments for neuritis is for a doctor to actually inject it with local anesthetic to make it numb to see if it kind of quiets the nerve. Well, if you put lidoderm patches or lidocaine patches, any patches that have local anesthetic properties in it on the top of the foot, and that nerve's right under the skin, well, if it quiets the nerve and you start to improve very quickly, then you know it's neuritis and not tenosynovitis. Because if you put the patch on and you still move your toes and it really hurts, well, that's more likely to be a tendon issue because you're moving the tendons and it's causing pain. Those are also deeper structures and they don't get numb or you don't get relief as quickly from those kind of uh, dermal patches that have local anesthetic in them. So that's one of the ways that you can tell the difference between neuritis and tenosynovitis on the top of the foot when you're a runner. Hope you found today's episode useful, but before we go, I just wanted to mention that, you know, at the beginning of this episode, I told you that I've created a presentation that you really need to see if you're injured and you're trying to figure out what to do. Now, you're going to find it particularly useful if you have an overtraining injury and you were told that the key to getting better is just sitting still, resting, recovering, and in short, doing nothing other than watch your fitness evaporate. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Now, I'm going to show you the three secrets to overtraining recovery that injured runners use to maintain their running fitness and still recover from any overtraining injury. So check it out. You got to see the presentation. You can use it to get moving, maintain your running fitness, and get past any overtraining injury. Registration is free. Just go to the bottom of this show notes episode. You can find it there, or you can go to docontherun.com slash overtraining secrets and sign up, sign up there.